Should I even bother with the countdown? <laughs> Let's go. All right, we don't have time for that. We're running a little late. Let's catch up here. Ken, what's up, my friend? How are you? Good. Happy yourself? <sighs> you know, it's been a long week already. What day is it? <laughs> it's only Wednesday. Well, I thought it was Friday at one point. I was like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. Well, I hope everyone in the, out there in the space can hear us. Welcome back, everybody, to the Created Economy Oh, 23. Can you believe it? Woohoo. I think we're almost our 100 subscriber mark. I got a notification yes. today. Yes. Did you know we have a YouTube channel? Uh, we do. You can follow us. We're a Created Economy uh, everywhere on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch, and on Facebook. Uh, I didn't even verify, but I should just check this real quick. Um, but by the way, we do have three shows a week here. Um, so feel free to. Uh, pop by whenever for whatever kind of content is best for you. So on Tuesdays, we have our office hours uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific. Today, we have our show, The Created Economy, which is our interview series with builders and creators on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific. And of course, on Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, we have Creative Briefs, which is our weekly news roundup of everything happening in the creator economy. Um, wait, are we streaming? <laughs> I don't see us on, uh, on uh, YouTube. And you too? Do you see us? Um, you see us? Yeah, uh, I'm live, but I don't see that. We're all uh, live in our minds. Isn't that what counts? I don't see us. Okay, well, that... <sighs> all right. Um, Are we live on Facebook? We're live in other places. Uh, so That's fine. We can, we can, we can just, I think where, we can just download the. Where it counts the most is, is not working. Um, all right. Uh, we do have our AMA drop, by the way. Head over to um, bit.ly slash AMA hyphen drop hyphen 10 if you want to grab some. I think we're almost out of this week's drop, though. So uh, this I do think you need to have to two AMA to be able to claim this week's AMA. I keep raising it every week. Um, we also do have a Slack. So if you want to join our community and contribute in any way, um, uh, by all means, feel free to join us in the Slack. It's a great place with other builders and creators uh, and, and some investors even. So a chance to chat and, uh, and, and to, to, to get going there. Um, the, so let's get right into it today. We have our friend, John Allen, uh, from Lava Social Audio joining us. And um, we're going to be talking and interviewing and learning more about what's going on with Lava. So, John, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, how are y'all? Doing good. We are, you know, aside from technical difficulties, we are doing well. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't want to bring that up, you know, early <laughs> on, but. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, this is, it it's a good conversation to talk about, you know, you know, audio issues, audio in the creator economy, right? I mean, we're all learning how to build this out. So uh, we can learn, learn you know, together. Yeah, exactly. Some people glamorizes building in public bullshit, but I will tell you, <laughs> there, was, there was literally nothing good about it whatsoever. Um, it's dangerous, right? If something happens, everyone knows. <laughs> Especially when Agile. You're yeah. Um, so John, right. how are you doing? Uh, give us a little bit about you and just say, you know, introduce yourself, say hello, um, you know, and tell us where to find you online real quick. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, so my name is John Allen. I'm currently the co-founder and CEO of Lava, which is a social audio app that enables you to go and create recorded audio like a podcast, but in a much easier fashion. Um, and yeah, do you want the whole background? Do you want everything on me? How much sure, how deep are you trying to go? comfortable sharing with us. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I'm 26, living out in Chicago right now, but early in my career, I started out as a product manager. So I worked basically trying to create companies every single quarter at this startup studio called uh, Rising 2 Labs out in Columbus, Ohio. So that's kind of where I got my start in the foray into product management and even product design and development. And so over those years, over the past two years, I should say, I've taught myself how to design software and build it. And, you know, while I was working at the startup studio, I saw this great problem where listening to podcasts was great, but creating one was not so easy. Uh, and mainly because you have to like distribute it, right? Like on a social network, it's basically like you build a brand instead of just sharing your voice. You have to mm -hmm. build this podcast around whatever you have. And so myself and a few others, we got together and started building out this idea for something like an Instagram for audio, where you could go and very quickly spin up a recording with yourself or with others, add your photo and a title, and then share it and use algorithms and a social network to go and actually distribute your content. So everyone can go and discover it and they discover you, not necessarily your podcast. So is the, uh, like, why is it, why focus on specifically, you know, podcast, like, I think you're, there's one aspect of focusing on podcasting, which is like you, you yeah. pre, pre this creator economy at age, right? And, you know, that podcasting has been around for a long, long time. And now mm -hmm. you, you, now we're talking like this, we're, we're lumping everything into the social audio space, right? Within sure. Clubhouse, within uh, Twitter spaces and Facebook and Spotify and LinkedIn and, and Discord and everything like that. Why focus on social audio right now is as opposed to whatever else is out there like what is like i know you you, you said that you looked at this there was this problem but like was there anything else that you're like well this might have been interesting too but this is kind of where what i see is the you know what i think really needs to be solved yeah so podcasting is an interesting medium because it's you know, very open right now. It's kind of like blogging back in the days where everyone controls their own RSS feed, all of their own hosting. And they pretty much in terms of technology on how data can go and be relayed back and forth. It's, it's very one way for the most part. And so when you started looking into this, you know, it really all started because I was like, oh, wow, podcast consumptions are it, like all the apps are the same. It's not that great. It's not that social. You're just basically a listener by yourself consuming the audio. And so I wanted to really explore that. And when I started to explore it and realize these problems with the RSS feed, it just kind of got to me that it was like, oh, podcasting itself just isn't something that's going to evolve very quickly just because it's just so stuck in the ways that it is. Nothing's wrong with it, of course, because it's open. And so anyone can go do it. But I think when it comes to the advent of social audio per se, it's kind of like taking the second step forward in terms of like actually evolving the way that audio can be created and shared and discovered, right? When you go and look at something like photography back in the day before Instagram was around, it kind of operated the same way that uh, podcasts do right now. You have to, you know, buy your own equipment, build your own website, do all your distribution. And then Instagram came along and made social photography per se. Maybe we don't say that very often, but that is what it is. And it made it so that anyone can be a photographer and it took this niche thing of photography and made it worldwide and global because there was social incentives to go and share what you were creating. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we have a billion person app that is global and, and pretty frequently used. That That's an important distinction, right? Because um, social audio and podcasting, uh, I would argue, are probably not one in the same, right? Like what's your, in your mind, the, you know, the, the attributes of each are versus each other? Well, I think right now it's getting branded as live audio, which it's kind of unfortunate. Like it's unfortunate because it's really, if you just like actually break down at first principles, what social audio is, it's just taking audio and making it social. Like that's all it is. Like mm -hmm. just adding the way that people can interact. Um, like a podcast is social audio. So it's really hard to go and say like what is social audio per se, other than the fact that maybe what, what makes a podcast social audio, I guess, is my question then, right? Because 
like um, if we say social audio, if if we say like Clubhouse, for example, or Lava is social audio, we say podcast is social audio, but Clubhouse felt very different, right? Than than podcast did, right? And so I guess I'm I'm trying to unpack you know, a little bit of what Ken was asking, but just more like, where is that distinction, right? Because social also means a lot of things um, too, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could, I mean, this is a good debate to have right now. I mean, I've thought about it a lot too, and it's kind of a tricky thing. It's hard to really pinpoint. I would say like the content and the format that you get on something with live audio, where you have potentially hundreds of people in a room, is a lot Mm -hmm. different than a podcast with two to three people, right? As a consumer, at least the way that you're like listening to people speak. Um, and it gets kind of noisy, to be honest, in the big live rooms. But in general, I think a podcast could be clarified as social audio because, I mean, what are we doing here? We're socializing, creating audio, right? And so that's where it's a little fuzzy and a little, a little hazy. But the way that I see it is that a podcast is really just something that's audio relayed through an RSS feed, just because that's how it's operated. Do you kind of see this, uh, like, based on what you're talking about, like, saying, like, oh, social audio, well, the, like, with Clubhouse yeah. and everything like that, that's, like, now it's basic, it's the equivalent of live audio, right? It's almost yeah. like how, um, I think it was, like, in the in the early 2000s, we started seeing a lot, of, a lot of these game shows, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Then we started seeing reality TV. Right. So th- then, it, then it became, like, instead of just television, it became versus scripted versus reality TV, right? There's, there's that, there's a delineation between the two. And, and I yeah. think you're right, John. It's like that you see the difference between the two, the two is like, they're all social, right? It's all a matter of how type, what type of interactions happen, whether it's there like at the moment or afterwards, mm-hmm. right. Or, you know, and, 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 and that kind of determines whether, you know, that's social audio, but then it's like what happens how it's doing like live in front of a studio audience. That's live audio. This is live audio. That's live. It's, right. It's just live media in general. Right. Uh, but you know, you go on to clubhouse, you go on to lava, uh, you go on to Spotify, you go on to, you know, uh, Twitter spaces where we're on out. That's live audio. Um, but if we recorded this and then we uploaded this like a week later or a day later, then it becomes a scripted. It becomes just, a, uh, I guess then you delineate it as a podcast. Well, I like that distinction, Ken, because I, I think a podcast, to your point, John, is um, um, is like a format, right? Like, it, or it's almost right. like an artifact, right? Like, it's the, it's the file itself being deli- de- delivered via a specific mechanism, right? Like, separate from, like, that's like saying, like, a, a Photoshop file and a podcast are the same thing, but the stuff that goes into creating the art in there has many, many ways of sort of bringing itself to life, right? And, um, you know, the, the classic model has been like a more of a studio experience, right? Or maybe an interview experience, but not necessarily a shared experience, right? Like, which, which is mm-hmm. actually what I think is really great about what you guys are doing. Um, so, yeah, that to me, that's where it sort of falls out. Like, I feel like we've gone from this generation of, file bay and i i by the way so zealous building a live stream platform we think about this kind of thing a lot too right right Um, i've often made the distinction that we're we've we've transitioned not necessarily transitioned but we've evolved to include not purely asynchronous um sort of consumption but synchronous consumption right and that that distinction is important i think for only mainly one reason which is that in a synchronous world asynchronous world which is what we were used to you consumed it on your own, you consumed it at your leisure, um, and you consumed it on a multitude of devices, right? Versus the synchronous part, adding back in the human and humanity back into this process, right? Like where we weren't consumers anymore, we're participants. Like uh, it becomes part of an experience as opposed to just purely content, right? Um, And I feel like, you know, when I remember when I, when I used the app in the past that that, you were, you were sort of like bridging that gap, right? Like between those two sort of realms. Yeah. I think we're like this weird, happy medium. Um, because like what the whole focus is like, can you go and create recorded audio with anyone? Right. So it's kind of taking like the, you know, create a room, you can have as big as you want or what we've really often seen is two to three people. So more of like the, the traditional podcast format, but 
after the fact, there's a lot of social interactions that can happen. So you can go and comment on a post, you can go and like it, you can go and share it across the internet. You can go and listen to the clips, the 30 second clips. You can go and message the creators. You can go and send the clips to your friends in the messages within the app. So we almost see it like social audio is not just solely focused on being in the moment, being right there and live, because that can be tough for everyone based on your time and schedule. But we also see it as like, can you just take audio as a format, no matter how it is, if it's live or recorded, but make it more of a social experience, right? And I think that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of consumers have wanted out of podcasting for a while. Yeah, no, you're right. And so, John, I wanted to kind of dive a little deeper into what you're doing and kind of your, Mm -hmm. your, your view of like the landscape, right? Cause it's like, I think coming into this, the fact that, you, you know, your name has, your company name has social audio kind of harkens back to the clubhouse side of things. Right. And, and it, it, that it's obviously that's not the way to, to go, but uh, like, where do you see the, the audio space, like, like just the audio space podcasting space going now, like, do you see like this, there's this kind of like a renaissance? Because right now, I think from a podcasting standpoint, there are, what, three big players, right? Or if you count iHeartRadio, technically four. Uh, although iHeartRadio sure. is kind of a hard, hard, like you can't really upload your podcast to iHeartRadio. It's kind of like still a walled garden. Uh, I think creators may have it a lot easier to go through uh, uh, Spotify via Anchor if they want to go through that way. Or they can go through a- uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, or Google, right? Those are essentially the three big ones. But where do you kind of see Lava fitting into this? And what are some downfalls or, or disadvantages for creators that go through the big three? Hard, like yeah, you can't so, really upload your podcast to iHeartRadio. It's kind of like still a walled garden. Uh, I think creators may have it a lot easier to go through uh, uh, Spotify. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> Wait, what just happened? I have no idea. I think the voices in my head just caught up with me and decided to repeat myself. Oh, wait. Uh, I opened a different tab. I think the audio from there was going Greg, through. Greg, stop trying- doing that. You're making me paranoid. Ben's YouTube video is working, by the way. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, uh, no worries. But... Uh, uh, Yeah, I so keep myself. <laughs> well, no, I. I, <laughs> I, I have this. I, I had this question. I guess it's related to Ken's, which is: Is social audio dead? Right? Like, you know, like um, a lot of people have been talking about, like, you know, is, is Clubhouse dead? Right? Because, um, you know, because we, because people could go back outside or something, right? Yeah, I, I don't actually think that's like. Um... I don't think that's a good way to look at it. I think it's more short term, right? It's like everyone kind of rode, rode the hype wave. And now that it's kind of like in that trough of dis- disillusionment, like everyone's like, oh, it's gone. And that's not really how things work. It just takes a while for things to come to fruition. Um, and with podcasting in general, it's funny how like a few years ago, everyone's like, oh, everyone and their mother has a podcast, right? Uh, but really to answer your question, Ken, like, I think the way that audio is going to evolve is that actually everyone and their mother will have their voice on the internet, right? It doesn't matter if it's in a professional formatted podcast, if it's in live audio that you see, you know, that, that blew up in the past year, the clubhouse and Twitter spaces, or if it's in something like Lava where it's kind of a hybrid where things are recorded and shared online, but it's always there, right? The way that I see the internet as a whole, I, I don't necessarily look at audio and say, let's just figure out how to evolve audio. I, I try to look at, how can we evolve social media and your personalities online? Um, and the way that I see it is that right now you go to LinkedIn, you get someone's resume, you get their professional background. You go to Instagram, you get their lifestyle. You go to Twitter and you get their thoughts. Um, but where do you get someone's personality, right? There's not many places to go and actually feel someone like online without actually knowing them. But audio has this really authentic format where you actually can go and like listen to someone and say, I'm connected to this person, even if we've never met. And so oftentimes when I look at like how audio is going to evolve, I try to look at the social media landscape and the social internet landscape as a whole and say, I think audio is going to evolve to the point where one day you go on some sort of website, hopefully that's lava or, you know, it could be something else. And you say, I'm going to go listen to this person to figure out who they are. And that's how I think audio is going to evolve. Hmm. So how, how do you, um, a lot of these services, these audio uh, platforms, they 
they launch, they have some fanfare. Uh, they, they bring on uh, renowned, uh, known creators. They have exclusives. But then all the features kind of all blend together, right? I mean, you, you look at Instagram, for example, right? Instagram, Hipstamatic, uh, you know, all these other, like there's all these photography type of services that are out there and they all essentially look the same. They had similar filters. They allowed you to integrate. They allowed you to post it to all these other social networks. And it's almost the same thing. Well, every industry has this. This is not unique to, you know, to one particular thing. But in the podcasting space, you, it's like kinds of become starts to become a race to the bottom, right? You know, it's like how many, how like Spotify will have this feature, like a, a they announced this week, like a Q and A, you know, polling, all these type of things. Lord knows Apple may come out with something like that. You know, Google may come out sure. with something like that. At which point do do how do you appeal to creators then or to to creators and to users and to listeners to say, hey, this is a service that we actually you're actually going to have this great experience, this magical experience with, as opposed to saying, oh, well, now we have stickers. Yay. You're just basically copying this. And it's basically like a an Apple, Samsung google type of scenario where with a new phone you know an iphone copies this the samsung galaxy samsung galaxy is copying the iphone like how do you avoid this tit for tat type of situation in podcast in podcasting platforms so that there's actual real innovation and that people are proud of that's an interesting question i mean i will start out and say that like i don't think copying is necessarily a bad thing right like what you were saying with like now app comes out with this after a samsung phone I think it's, it's, that's a matter of innovation, right? You find something that works really well and you stick with it and all of the you know, industry should move with that. And so in terms of audio, if the things that we're seeing with tipping and um, you know, polls and whatnot, I think that's, those are great ideas. So mm -hmm. I'll start off, start off with that. But in general, this whole race to the bottom thing, you have to really start and say, well, like, what do people really want? And the thing that like, we discovered as the hardest problem for a lot of these creators is distribution, right? Just getting your voice off the ground is actually just the hardest part. So that's why we think like, if you build really smart algorithms and a really good way to go and distribute that, then you can not only get someone who has zero fan base on another social network and give them a million listeners, right? But you can just put new people on around the world. And I don't think that a lot of the current podcasting apps are necessarily focused on that because they're really focused on keeping your attention as long as possible, which oftentimes just leads to going to the highest quality creators that are most well-known. Right, because they're trying to attract masses through their quality-driven platforms, and that's kind of the difference between like a social network and something more professional. Right, that's why you get Netflix over YouTube. They're different mm -hmm. things, right? They offer creators different mediums, but someone who's a professional is not going to go and use YouTube to go and put their videos online. They're going to go and try to make a deal with Netflix. That's kind of how I see the Spotify and Apple and most of the podcast apps that they're really focused on, like getting these exclusive content, this really high-quality content which is great, but it just doesn't really help anyone. You know, it doesn't really help that middle class, that bottom class actually rise up and become the new creators. And that's where I think social media really plays a big role. So, so tell us a little more about Lava, I guess, like just in general, like, you know, um, how's the app work? You know, why sure. are people coming to it? Are there certain kinds of conversations that you're seeing sort of like dominate or, or that are, um, that are optimal, like inside the platform, I guess, like, uh, yesterday, yesterday we were talking about this idea of like the ideal creator profile. Like, is there an ideal creator profile, like sort of that you've already unearthed or are you still kind of discovering that? Yes. So the way that Lava works um, is that you go on the app and essentially you come straight into this feed that we use algorithms to go and recommend content. And this feed is very visual. So it's usually a one card per screen, right? You're only going to see one card and that is an image, a title and um and like comments and likes, and that's considered a post. And you can scroll down this feed and get recommendations based on your interests. So the more that you listen to business-related audio, the more that you're gonna get business-related recommendations. But when you're ready, or if you want to, you can go into the middle button, the studio of the app, call up all your friends, no matter how much you want. It could be just yourself or a hundred people and go and record your whole conversation. You add a photo and a title, and then you share that. And it gets posted to the feed to the right listeners. And then also your profile to go and and get discovered and be followed. And of course you have like the basic things of like search and explore where we highlight a lot of new creators that are coming onto the platforms and help you discover people. 
but then also messaging so you can go and connect with anyone on the network itself. So it's very, very much social media, right? That's why we're kind of rolling with this whole social audio thing is, is that it is very much taking audio and just turning it into a social format rather than taking podcasts and just overlaying comments or rather than taking live audio and making it so that you can just go and connect with a thousand people at a time. It's very much like build your personal brand, have that lasting on the internet and connect with anyone else through this format of audio. So, so is that, um, are you like, when you think about like who I, who you pull customers from or users from, is it pulling more people from the podcasting world out or is it recruiting people like from the live audio world in? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. So what we've seen is that like podcasters are really enthused by this because they now actually get to connect with their audiences. That's something that like just you really can't even do on any other format or any other like app is that just something as simple as like comment on something, right? It seems mm-hmm. so archaic, but, but that's just not really a thing that happens again, because that RSS problem data can't be relayed very well. And since we kind of took away the RSS format and said, you know, we'll do all the hosting on our end, um, you know, now we can actually go and relay that someone commented on your post and whatnot. So the podcast is really like it because it's social, but then you have a lot of people in live audio coming over because they have this issue where you go and create something magical and then it's just gone as soon as it's done. And that was why I never really got into Clubhouse or Twitter spaces just because I felt like everyone's putting so much effort into creating content per se, per se like connecting with a bunch of people, which is a fun experience, but you know, at the end of the day, it takes a lot of time. So it is considered work for some people and it's just gone. I've seen the session end. So there's just no way to keep it. And that's why we built Lava from the very beginning to focus on recorded content, because we think that is really what makes the internet special is that everything is on your time as a consumer, as a creator, it's just based on what you want. And that's why recorded asynchronous content tends to work better. Do you still syndicate um, my Lava content back out through RSS though for me or? or Not for now. Okay. Because I will say- Pretty much to pull it in. One of the problems we've seen, you know, one of the lessons we learned was, you know, um, it's like, don't mess with my money, right? And so in some ways, right, like that distribution is an important part of like the monetization strategy for most creators, right? And so um, it feels like, you know, Anchor's success was to give an app and Anchor seemingly could emulate some of these abilities, right? But they, I would, I don't think they would ever stop syndicating to rss because if that's still uh you know a viable consumption path like you, like are people making net new content in lava then and then they still have their podcast or um or is it like people are saying hey i'm just going to do my podcast in lava well an interesting thing is that anchor actually did stop syndicating rss just two months ago really? they announced okay. that and because now they're owned by spotify they want everyone to just go straight to spotify inside of Spotify. Um, yeah. And apparently you can still get your RSS. Um, I don't use anchor, so I don't exactly know how it would work, but you can still get the RSS. You just have to like email their team, which is really strange. I, I, I was shocked to hear that. Well, yeah, I think it was, know, that's what happens. Yeah. I think it was like, I, cause I think I uh, had at times was looking for feeds for anchor and it was really hard to kind of pull that out pre, I think in the early days of the acquisition, Right, uh, 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 right. With, with Spotify, so I don't. I think in general, it was kind of hard to really get some sort of syndication from from. Wasn't from that the whole value stuff. prop of Anchor though? Like that you could send your thing to everywhere, like Apple and you know all those places. Like I mean, not the whole value prop, but I, I thought it was a significant part of the value prop. I mean, that was when they were a startup, but now you look at it and they're owned by you know a forty-eight billion dollar company mm-hmm. that is very focused on getting right. a lot of content on their platform. Well, that's a so nasty. John, walk, can you walk me through? Well, how I don't you look came at it up? in a bad way. <laughs> John, can you walk me through the, the 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 naming? Yeah. Uh, like, how did you come up with lava? How did you come up with Ken? <laughs> well, well, when my parents got made me, they decided. What kind of question is that? Like, what? It, That's really? exactly point. No, no, please. That is a, it's a good. It's wow. A fair- Wow, not a good question, but it's a fair question. No, no, wow! I mean, before you, you totally just cut me off there. Don't Greg. You there was start using the mute button on you again. 
<laughs> so 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 john are, are you are you like we should move this to lava and just you know get rid of gray because you know we don't we don't need exactly this, this comedic comedy you are, over here you are <laughs> uh yeah the name came from uh i'm kind of i'm like a weird picky designer so i was always trying to be like unique with everything that i do and you know when i looked at the industry i was like everyone's just doing pod this pod that or you know yeah. it just seemed like very standard so I was like, I want to do something really different. Um, and I went through a different, a bunch of different names, but I always wanted something simple and real. And eventually it just came to me where, you know, lava has this changing state, just like the changing state of ideas on the internet, where it comes out, just ideas tend to flow out of you, especially when you have some sort of social network to just easily share them. And if they're good ideas, they solidify across the internet and stay there permanently, whether they're memes or really, you know, smart scientific insights you know the changing state of lava just let your ideas flow and if they're good they'll solidify everywhere that's so how came up with the name so what in terms of the like with within lava like it seems like what you're doing is you're taking the best as you're talking about earlier you're taking the best of of both worlds in terms of the audio space right on on one hand on the traditional podcasting social is is like an afterthought it's it's an add-on to yeah the work right it's like i can take my audio file go through post-production upload it then i have to distribute it and therefore i have to then open it up to to social right it's just additional steps this kind of just kind of makes it easier to do but also to, if i under, so it's like socials weaved into the fabric of of what you're doing uh, within uh lava's dna right uh but then exactly. on the but on the on the live side you're, you're, one thing that caught my attention was the fact that you're saying like, yes, you put onto onto Twitter spaces, you put onto Clubhouse, it's ephemeral, right? It's like after this, when, once the show ends, like there's no way for me to say, hey, go back and view this or check it out on my SoundCloud. Or even if I have to do that, it's some, I have to MacGyver that in some way, shape or form, right? So yeah, I mean, that's what I, people I, are doing now. They're yeah. Like, they have multiple so, devices, they're recording on their computers and their phones and it's just like all hacky. Yeah, so I mean, and I remember reading. I was reading uh, uh, the blog post you had on on your website, uh, and it kind of you listed out like, oh, you know, the equipment, monetization, discovery. Like it's almost like you're you're that. I mean, when I asked you earlier, what kind of problem are you solving? It's like you're kind of bundling all of that together, right? You're taking, you you've looked at all the different problems, and you're just saying, all right, this is how we how we're going to solve this. Yeah, Ken, Ken had yeah. a good question, I think, related to this, just like the lessons I think you've learned, sort of, because I imagine what you're describing doing, John, is actually like what a lot of folks, not necessarily in audio, but are trying to do, right, like in some way or another, and have you have you gotten advice for other builders now, and, and maybe for creators who are like, have you found like, for example, a successful way to describe the value prop, because I like for, I know we spent forever trying to figure like the best way to communicate uh, and I don't, I don't know there's ever a, a good answer um but, but um you know i'm just curious any lessons you have learned you know sort of ken had asked this question um this was a good question ken asked um yeah uh, i mean we started out this journey as like um doing a lot of research market research right because again i was a product manager back in the day so when i started this like i talked to a lot of podcasters and i kind of figured out their problem and that was, like you said, a bundle of stuff. It was like, okay, maybe I have a mic, which I just spent $400 on. I don't even know if I want to do this, but that is one thing. Maybe I have a mic. Okay, I'm, that's good. Maybe I have a list of guests that are willing to join me. Okay, that's good. You have the people discovery. Maybe I even have the topics that I want to talk about. Cool. Maybe I have the graphics, right? Then it just starts to add up. Maybe I do have the monetization. And the people who actually have all these things, I mean, there's it's like eight to 10 things to actually be a good podcaster. The people who have those things are like a few and a dozen. There's, there's really not that many people who actually can nail it down. And what you end up having is someone who spends a ton of money on equipment, makes one episode, and then they just flounder because they're like, I don't know what to do. It's too much work. And that's what happened when I tried to make one. I was like, this is a part-time job. I don't want that. How can you make this easier? It's a lot um, of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And then you look at something like Instagram, and it's like, it's not a lot of work at all. You know, you take a photo, you upload it, you add a caption, boom, now the whole world sees it. But the photographers had to go through the same problem 10 years ago before or something. I don't know. You know, I tried to do the Instagram thing too. And that shit was a lot of work also. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I social say, media can still be a lot of work. 
Yeah, being a creator is so much harder than anyone thinks uh, it is because, like, yeah, the amount of small and the, the reason is, um, <clears throat> to me at least, is it's actually not the big things; it's all the infinite small things, right? <laughs> like that you have to do and take care of, right? Like, because there's so many of these little things, right? Um, that are mm. that are involved in being successful, um, you know. So we um. We talked a little bit about sort of like what the product is, I guess. Like, so what's the division for um, your the business model? Or you know, are you helping creators monetize? Is it just purely about building an audience? Or you know, I guess um, like if, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the fascinating thing about social media is that all these other companies, like all the big social platforms, are starting to realize that people might be creating a lot of content, but a lot of them are getting fed up for creating for free, and. So they're starting to implement these direct business models that are really, really interesting to go look at. You have things like tipping, which seems to be like the first maneuver that a lot of people are working with. Then also you have different ways to go and like basically connect with your audience in a way that monetizes them. Something like subscription is what you see a lot with the newsletter economy and whatnot. The way that we see Lava is that we can go and roll out a bunch of different models to go and reward people directly, which will then not only help people make money, but then also help us make money, um, but then also help incentivize people to go make more content. So for example, one of the first business models that we're going to be releasing in Q1 of 2022 is direct guest booking. So you can go to anyone's profile, that person goes and set a rate for their, you know, per minute, basically how much they want to charge and anyone can go and book them for their time. So you can say, I'm available next week, I'm $10 an hour or, you know, $10 a minute, book me for how much time you want out of this time slot. And that now allows anyone to go and connect with someone who's influential, someone who's famous, someone who they just really want to talk to, but then also pay them for their time. Right? And that person who's getting paid for the time gets rewarded for the work that they're putting in to do that. Hmm. And it's a way for people to go and connect like with their heroes. Is kind of cool. thing, like more like a super peer kind of model, or is it a collab thing to, to find guests for your show? Or is it both? It could be. It depends. It's kind of like agnostic. Like you can use it in any way, right? But I think with like the rise of something like Cameo, which is actually based in Chicago where I'm at, right? You kind of saw that like a lot of people are really interested in talking to people that they look up to, whether they're celebrities or, you know, really wise gurus, it doesn't matter. They just, you know, people want to connect with them and they're willing to pay for that. So we saw that and said, that's a perfect opportunity. Imagine if you could actually talk to that person now, instead of just getting like this video that you typed out with a script, like you actually get to go talk to them. That's pretty special. And not so only that, but it gets posted for everyone else to go listen to. So you're not, so it, I guess as we, as we continue talking, it's like, I'm, I'm learning way, way, way more about what Lava's doing. And it's like completely dis, uh, dispensing whatever mis, uh, whatever uh, notion I had about what you, because at one point you're like, okay, social, like I was talking about social audio. Okay. Clubhouse, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right. And now you're like, okay, well, we're, you know, you're we're podcasting a different type of audio. Okay, great. So now you're just, you know, Spotify, Live audio, great. Okay, I get, I get what you're doing. Okay, Apple Podcast, great. Now it's almost like you're saying like what you're talking about this one, one to many type of thing, right? Whether you're like a cameo esque type of model, or a uh, a clarity type of like, oh, I can solicit, you know, I can pay, you know, Greg. I don't know why I would do it, but I would pay Greg to to get advice on. Okay, I have your ATM card number. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, in in in, this, in essence, you're not really a. It's I, I'm starting to see like the formation of what you of hopefully what I what I am understanding you what you're gonna do is that you're not just like an app you're like a, a platform it's almost like Greg the um what is the platform that's at the belly of what uh what Clubhouse is doing is it Agora Agora or, yeah Agora it's like you're almost like Agora specific within the audio space although Agora is we're, probably awesome. we're on Agora right now by the way yeah so so you're because it's like <laughs> nice. you can use this for you can. Like Lava is just not like a, a like a SoundCloud, right? It's now becomes a yeah, I don't know, like a like a I don't know, like a, a whole foundational platform for anyone that wants to do anything on on like a Twilio esque type of type of thing, specifically for anything audio based, not necessarily telephony, but audio based. Is is that kind of the 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 high vision for that you have, or am I completely just I don't throwing know. stuff out there? I think you might be throwing a little bit too much stuff out there. We're not going to be like something like an API on the back end that you see Lava operating and, you know, you just go plug and play into your product. 
But I do see that like we can go and paint the internet with audio all over it, right? And if we go and can if we go and enable all these new people to go and hop on and record their conversations, we can go and find their perfect audience for them over time using our algorithms so you can get listeners. But then you also give them new monetization tools like the guest booking I was describing or the tipping or the premium subscription to exclusive content. And you can create this new economy based on people's voices. So that's kind of how we see it. Like the bigger vision is like, can you put everyone on the internet through audio, right? And that's just something that doesn't exist right now. I have a question actually. Um, there was this company, Racket, um, you know, like yeah. a, a little while ago. They made like a pretty big splash. I haven't heard or seen a Racket link shared actually, to be honest, like in a long time. Um, yeah. I'm curious, like, what do you think about like what Racket did and, and, and I guess why aren't we hearing about them now? Um, I can't pinpoint exactly why we don't hear about them now. Uh, I actually downloaded their test flight app the other day. Um, hmm. Oh, they, yeah, because it used to be in the browser, right? Yeah, now they have an app. Okay. Um, I don't know. It, it's probably partially their product wasn't that fantastic, in my opinion. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it seemed like it just was not that great. But then, um, and by in way, terms I don't, of... I don't want to like, uh, have to say speak ill of them or, or, or well of them per se. I just, I'm just curious, like functionally the model, like, because I, I think it's, it's aligned to what you're describing, right. Of like making yeah. audio more accessible and available, um, you know, to more people. Right. Which I think is a great vision yeah. um, for where to go. And I, I think that was kind of a shared vision maybe that, that you both had. Um, yeah. Austin, the CEO and myself, I think shared the similar vision of what we want, you know, uh, in terms of audio. Uh, but the thing that I noticed, this was just an observation. I'm a very honest guy, so I don't really see a reason to talk down on them or up. I think it was just like a pretty weird, pretty crappy product. But then also the, um, the audience that they really appealed to was an older demographic. And that's not a bad thing, right? That's typically what you see in terms of podcasts who like listen to it and create it. So that's kind of naturally where you'd go. But I think honestly, if you go after the younger audiences, which is what we're doing, something like a Gen Z focused on trying to attract them through TikTok, not Twitter, and you get this whole new format of content because what you ended up having is a bunch of not interesting conversations on racket. And I can't say lava is necessarily any different right now. It's kind of partially the perils of building a social network. Twitter really sucked at the beginning. Everyone was talking about their launch. Instagram was really blurry and not that good. Right. It's kind of like a social network has to learn over time. Yeah. So I don't think that racket was necessarily wrong to position themselves in that, but yeah, it just seemed like they went after the same audience that something like a clubhouse did where it's just like, let's get people in tech and they're all going to be 45, right? And that just doesn't necessarily appeal to a lot of the people who actually consume content. Hey, Ted's not 45. Close. You're, you're <laughs> like 50, whatever. Shut up, Greg. Uh, no, but... but <laughs> I'm uh, 47, let's be clear. So. <laughs> so you are his audience, right? Okay. Uh, but John, are you... I never, made a, I never made a racket. Let's just be clear. <laughs> so, so, but John, are you, as you onboard creators or to mm -hmm. to lava how what is your approach are you like because you're talking about like okay club, how clubhouse kind of saw traction was to reach out to tech people right you can, you know it's like all these typical platforms you, you why do they see such massive growth initially it's because hey they bring in basically everyone from silicon valley chicago austin and florida and new york everyone just right. joins and it's like oh my god great but then you're like why is it all just tech? Where is the diversity of the different topics, right? So are, how are you uh, approaching that to make sure that there's a, 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 a plethora of, of different shows uh, that people are like, oh, okay, here's something on travel. Here's something on business. Here's something on news, politics, tech, even science, whatever. How do you like offer that wide range of selection? Or is that something that you're, is that something that, you got, that you're paying attention to right now? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was doing the work today, actually. Uh, essentially, we have all these different categories uh, broken up into what we want. And we kind of saw this as like, let's not just start with Silicon Valley because we don't need to, right? There's a lot of other audiences out there that would love content, people in art, people in philosophy, right? And so we have all these different categories and I myself literally just DM people all the time, like DM on LinkedIn, DM them on Twitter, DM them on um, you know, Instagram. And then also we make a lot of TikToks that are focused towards younger audiences as well to go get the consumers in there that are interested in those topics. So a lot of times we like are very intentional with who we're getting on. 
Um, and I, I would say that's probably the difference is that we're trying to start with younger audiences. We're trying to start with diversified topics, which I will say is, can be a losing strategy because right now you're not like, you know, we're not niching down. We're not getting someone like we are the, you know, audio platform for crypto or something, which would work really well. Right. But then you get kind of get trapped in there if you go too deep. So I can't say that it could be a losing strategy, but for now it's kind of nice because we're still very much in private beta and we're building up our portfolio. And so when people actually come and we like try to make a big splash in the coming months, then you'll like start to see like, oh, they, they already have all these topics. It's not just something for someone, like one person, one, mm -hmm. one topic, you know. What kind of a take would you, would uh, over time, like, do you have an idea in terms of like, what type with all this, obviously you have to think about revenue, monetization from your end. Of I mean, you're helping these creators monetize their podcasts with all these different services and, and discovery. How are, have you thought about what kind of percentage you might take as results of, of that? Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of the pricing calculations and been trying to figure out, we're going to work with creators to go and figure this out. And like, I'll be honest, we're still building the monetization feature. So it's not necessarily on our mind right now. Like the funding that we have is supporting us. So um, the way that we see this at with tipping, most people don't want you to take out of tips, right? That's not something that you want to do. It's a tip for a reason. Yeah. So with tipping, it's just free. It's like, we don't really make money off that. It's kind of like an added feature to go and get the community to be more, to be more involved. But in terms of like the actual take rate for something like a guest booking, it's going to be hovering around the industry standard of 30%. Right? YouTube, I think, takes something like 40% from their creators with the, you know, the types of uh, ads and whatnot. So we're very much cognizant of what the industry has and what you know, they typically use in terms of rates. We're just going to go by that. Cool. And then for the... Uh... Let me ask a question real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. Is the monetization like a draw for the creator though, I guess? Um, Definitely. Right? Like, so I guess like... Um, you know, like RGB Clubhouse says they don't care about monetization either. Um, and they rolled out some monetization features. Um, but I think it was largely driven by like creators want these features because they're trying to kind of monetize. Um, so I, you know, like, um, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to understand how you prioritize sort of the money side of it. But I, I guess alternatively, you're sort of thinking that the direct engagements may be more valuable. Um, to the creator. Yeah, I mean, I think it just it just has a better incentive system if we think about it from an economic standpoint, right? Like if someone's gonna go and pay for your time, you're likely gonna be more engaged because now you're getting paid for that. If someone tips you, you're likely gonna be more, you know, interested in going and making more content because you're gonna get paid for that stuff. And so incentives wise as a creator, you're just way more like motivated to go and keep creating good content. And as you make more money, you have more flexibility and more, um, more bandwidth to go and actually create better content. So it's kind of like this flywheel of like, as people pay more money into the ecosystem through these direct business models, we get better content. As we get better content, we get more consumers. As we get more consumers, we get more creators and everyone starts to win, right? And the money just starts to flywheel within the economy itself. I, like if you got to go back, I'm curious because we, we thought about like, you know, there, there's this distinction of like, do you want to be a network? Do you want to be a platform? You know, are you a service? Right? Sure. Like, all the buzzwords, you know, like, do like, um, would you like not want to be a, a, a network? Like, like, is there a version of lava? Do you think that succeeds just kind of without the social network part? Cause it feels like there, there's something interesting happening here. Like, and, and maybe there's a way to, to, to monetize it for you as a company sort of sooner. Yeah, I mean, you could look at something like Spotify as not necessarily a network, right? It's very much a single player app. You know, you don't necessarily go there to socialize. Even though they do have social features, they're very, very subtle. I would say there's downsides to being a network, right? Because you have, to, you have to seed it. We have to get a lot of content in there so that when people come, they're not bored. And at the same time, we have to have a lot of people in there to get the content. So it's like this weird chicken and the egg thing. And that's the... The tricky part that I've been dealing with that I'm still learning how to maintain, like what Clubhouse did was freaking amazing. Like to go and get that many people in a network in a year is, you know, legendary. It's very hard to do. Many people fail at that. So I would say, yes, there's some days where I wake up and I'm like, you know, <laughs> damn, I wish we didn't have to go and create this network to make this thing work because it's just so tricky. Right. And I'm like, yeah, especially yeah. when you do things that don't scale, you, you get one person, you're like, 
great, we got this great celebrity. Now we have to go and try to pressure them to get their audience on there, right? It's, it's, it's strange, strange. But I do I think networks add value. Is a good is a good differentiator though, right? Like I do think you're right that um, you know knowing and owning and speaking to a persona, you know, has some value, right? Like and 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 there, certainly, you know, I don't know whose clubhouses, like where their wheelhouse would be. I don't know how to describe it, right? Like I think it's like 35 year old salesman. <laughs> that's possible. That that that's probably not a. Uh, that's probably pretty close. I would say, yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, I, I, it'll be interesting, I guess. Um, who's your most uh, the creator you're most excited about on the platform, or, or not only, but I mean, doing things that you think is really cool or innovative. So what we've seen is like a, a fair amount of authors come on, not mm. just of books, but like poets, people who write, you know, newsletters because they already have the content. It's easy for them to go and read it, and I think that's really powerful when you go and read someone, and then you get to go listen to them as well. You kind of like have this newfound connection with them. Yeah. So that is something that was really exciting to me. Right, because now we have these abundant existing creators going and exploring new formats. But of course, there's like a lot of other things I'm excited about. Like, imagine all those meditation apps, Headspace, uh, Calm, and whatnot. Like, they're very structured. It's kind of like you can't you can't just go and get on. You have to go and kind of apply to go and even get on. And even then, it's usually like they do the work themselves. But there's thousands of people who know how to meditate and, and do yoga. And there's thousands of people that we could unlock and give them that potential to go and have these sessions and find new audiences just to listen to who they are. So I'm really just excited to kind of see like how this evolves because when you release something like a social network, you don't exactly know what's going to come. You're just kind of like putting this into the world and just seeing what it gets, what you get. And I think as we evolve, we're going to see like millions of new different types of content created through audio through video, through everything, just because people now have the tools and the distribution networks to go and get that content into the world. How do you avoid becoming the 2020 version of SoundCloud? Right? I mean, what, it, is, what is SoundCloud in your eyes? Or what do you so, mean by that? so based on this conversation that we've had, like, I, well, okay. So I've SoundCloud is a place where it's pre-anchor. So anyone can create scripted uh, scripted shows or audio upload mm -hmm. audio files. Like I could go and with my phone and just record like the rain and just upload it to my SoundCloud. Right. Or somebody's yeah. speech and upload it. Right. It's like, it's, it's like the YouTube, but obviously for audio, right. You're just a dumping ground for anything audio. Uh, there is a social component uh, to it. Like obviously liking and commenting, you can distribute, you can embed it. Um, there is that network effect that goes onto it, but it has largely kind of, it hasn't really seen like this massive uptick that, you know, it's been surpassed by Spotify. It's been surpassed by a lot of these other platforms that we've talked like a, we've beaten like a dead horse talking about, <laughs> and, and, but, it, but it's, it's, it's there, but it's like, just, uh, you know, in the back of our minds, right. It's like, Oh, SoundCloud, it's become a, a social punchline. It's like, Hey, uh, a tweet, a post you make uh, that you put out there goes viral. Hey, oh, follow SoundCloud me on SoundCloud. Link. Yeah, follow me on SoundCloud. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, great, right? Uh, so, to to everything that you said, right, that you've talked about in, uh, for the past hour, I'm like, I, this is great. I, I think it's a it's a new age platform that's that's going to be great for the audio space. Um, I've learned a lot, but I also wondered, like, everything you talked about, kind of, there's a hint of me that says, there's like, but there's SoundCloud, like. And how do you avoid like saying, hey, we can, we can be the new SoundCloud. That's great. But how do you surpass SoundCloud and actually, you know, find that escape velocity, right? And, and so you don't wind up being like them, like, oh, SoundCloud 2.0 or whatever version they're on right now, right? How do you, like, is, is that a, how do you, how do you feel about that, that very rough comparison? Yeah, I mean, the way that I look at it is like there's YouTube for video and SoundCloud for audio and TikTok for video and Mava for audio, mm -hmm. right? There's the creation aspect is huge, right? Like we're right now actually in this very current week, we're working on making our recording experience much, much better, more dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think just being able to create within an app itself or within a platform is extremely powerful. And SoundCloud just doesn't give you that ability, right? And the second thing too is that SoundCloud is very music focused. I I tend to look at products and, and what they offer and why they got big. And oftentimes 
when you see a company or a product, you, you get very narrow-minded on who they are. Like that brand has to be stuck there. Hence the reason why maybe Facebook changed their name to Meta, right? Because everyone is just stuck on Facebook being Facebook, yeah. right? But then they're like, no, actually, we can be more than that. SoundCloud to me is just always music. I, it's hard to go to podcasts on SoundCloud. It just doesn't come to mind. Same thing with Audible, right? I think of Audible as audiobooks, not podcasts. And with Spotify too, it's like, I use Spotify for podcasts because like I use Spotify in general for music, but still to this day, I'm like, you know, I only use it for podcasts because I want to listen to podcasts. Like for the most part, Spotify is my audio player. I think there's this, this opening right here where you can go and create this new format where it's somewhat of a podcast, somewhat of a live audio, but very much a social network and mm -hmm. enable people to create on the app itself. And that, I think that's really the value prop that we're offering. That's good. That's good. So, uh, Greg, you have a final question for, for John? Um, wow. Well, this has been a great combo. And John, I appreciate it. I know uh, we probably pressed you with some, some challenging questions here. Yeah, y'all really hammered it down here. <laughs> you talk shit on my competitors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tried to step that back because I actually didn't want you to have to do that. Um, like, But uh, like, I, I appreciate you being honest about it. Um, but also, I think like... Um, for me, it was less about like trying to bash one or the other per se. It was just more about like, you know, many of us, you know, look, we're all in a Slack together. All of us are share, like share some part of our mission, I think like overlaps to some degree. Right. So um, right. I was just more curious about like lessons learned in there. And it, I, I would say the question we always try to end with, right. Is uh, there's always two questions kind of come together, which is just like you now being a builder in the space, um, is there advice you have for creators now that you've learned and met more of them and seen sort of some of the challenges they're facing like that, that you wished like there was a message you could deliver to them that they would hear. And then at the same time for other builders coming up, you know um, you know uh, already on their journey, right? Like I find like I only learn something when I actually have to tell someone the thing I learned. Right. So I, like, I'm curious <laughs> like, True. You know, if you have any of those bits, like, you know, for a creator and for a builder, like that you might want to share just, you know, for everyone. Yeah, I think just put something into the world, right? Like we just went through this whole conversation and I had to go and defend my idea. I had to go and like maybe give my honest thoughts on the competition, but I always tried to be pragmatic about it. Not like, oh, we're better because of this Y, Z, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, no, maybe they're pretty good. Um, just release something into the world. This is like one of, this is the third company I've had, but the first real piece of software that I've ever built. And whether you're someone who's building an app, a website, a piece of hardware, piece of content whatever whatever it is that you're making just put it in there and just don't be like nervous or scared for what people say don't like take it to heart right know that most of the time people have good intentions they're not trying to bring you down and destroy you they're yeah. trying to like just actually ask real questions and by getting asked those questions you can refine your answer have a better clarity on what you want and actually have a better understanding of what you're doing so yeah just build release it and how about creators? Any any tips you've learned now that you've seen them sort of trying to struggle their ways from that yeah. part-time, full-time life? Any, any advice for them? Like, uh, you know, just in, well, in I, by the way, that advice you just with life works for creators, I think, too. Um. <laughs> I, I can't give any life management tips because everyone's <laughs> life, life is different. But um, I, I would say that, like, one thing that seemingly is just like moving on the internet is the idea of a personal brand. Like we've always had this per se, but because of social media, it's now much harder to go and stick out because there's a lot of noise in this world. And the algorithms are really great for going and helping you get out to, their, out to the world, whether you're on Twitter, TikTok, whatever it might be. But really what you want to do is find out who you are and then just make your brand around that. Like a good tip that I've learned on TikTok because I've had to make a lot is like you don't want to go and just create a bunch of different concepts like maybe you want to at the beginning throw spaghetti at the wall and just figure out what sticks but like being authentic and being yourself and then just repeating that in different formats is probably the best way to be a creator you know don't try to fake it because people will see that yeah. it's it is, this is a another point this i hope i don't piss anyone off here I, I definitely will but like the whole nft hype right and the crypto hype it's been really frustrating because like i don't know i've been in crypto for like five years i tried to start a company on ethereum and like, I never talk about it. I don't go to the public. I don't talk about it. It's just something that I, I just pay attention to. 
And then all of a sudden when people start making money on NFTs, like everyone's an NFT influencer. You're like, come on, like, I know you weren't like that a month ago and I can see your timeline on Twitter and know that you're not like that. So oh, no, that, that's, that's, that's everybody. That's, that's everybody. <laughs> that's every new right. thing. Don't, it's not just with, with, with crypto. And, and we see that, we see that quite a bit, you know, so it's nothing, nothing new, but we, I, I, yeah, very much what you're, you're seeing is like, yeah, now you're, uh, but, but it's like, you're, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's refreshing when you go to someone's profile online and then you're like, oh, you're just yourself. Like you didn't get caught up in a trend because it was popular for a few months. And that, those are like the best type of creators are like, you're just like an authentic human. Like that's what people want. Not someone just copying others because it's trendy. Yeah. Well, I, I will just say I tried Lava a while back. Um, and I enjoyed it. Like, I, you know, I think the, the format is very interesting. Um, you know, I, I, we wish you success, obviously, right? And in, in sort of moving it out there. And I, I think... Um, Thank you. I think once you find that, that sort of angle that, that really, you know, just gets people to be like, I have to do it here, it's going to be great, right? Um, because, you know, I think you're right that balancing act between the synchronous and asynchronous worlds is a really hard one to get right, right? Um, yeah. And, and I de- like asynchronous is still probably the optimal format for most things, right? Because people are, you know, very busy these days, et cetera. Busy. So yeah. Um, super interesting to see, super interesting to hear. Um, we, um, we will tweet out a link to where they can uh, find the app to download. Um, so nice. uh, free, definitely connect to John. Um, John, what's your email in case anyone wants to email you, by the way? John at joinlava.com and they can also go to joinlava.com to see what's going on and get more information. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here with us. Uh, shit. I, I think we tried to book this um, like four months ago, right? Like in a while. <laughs> we, were, we were like, I remember because like you were working on a release and we were, you're like, I think it'll be, it'll be ready by then. And we're like, cool, let's put it out like for after like the release um but it's just yeah. the nature of the show now like we, we're booked out like in january now so like it's so funny because we Popular. start this <laughs> not really it's just that it's only once a week right so um right. started a while back and so you're just stacked up and 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 so it's funny because um you know i think the headwinds that i feel you're facing then they're maybe more perceived than they are real it's just i feel like whatever weight's hanging around clubhouse's neck right it feels like like you know, rubs off on everyone else in your space in general. And, and that's probably unfair uh, in a lot of ways. Right. But I think that is like, um, you know, some of what like this poo pooing on like, you know, the social audio thing is, is, is happening is because of clubhouse, not because the format or the process is bad. Yeah. I mean, I try to think just really long-term about what we're doing. Right. I didn't create this so that I could create something really cool over the next year. I created mm-hmm. this because I really think that in 10 years, it's like, you're going to look at the internet and say, oh, I need to go and listen to someone and what they have to say, and you're going to be able to find that. Someone's going to do it. I don't know who it is, but I really hope it's going to be Lava. So that's why we're really, we're really focused, and we're not trying to go and get discouraged by negativity in the industry just because something got really hyped up, right? Like, they just got really hyped up. That, well, if people don't hear what you're doing, you know, they, they say you're probably not building something big enough, right? Um, so. Right. <laughs> all right well john we appreciate it thank you so much for being here with us and uh we hope you'll you know pop back in and in, in the future and give us an update as well um i know we're having a holiday show kind yeah. of in uh in december somewhere like mid-december and we'd like to have everybody come back and tell us how they've done and how they've improved since then um so thanks so much for being here with us sure. we appreciate it well i appreciate um, this yeah and uh we're, we're always here to help if we can thanks john thanks john Thank you. All righty, Ken. That was uh, a good conversation. I, you know, I, I feel like uh, our, our natural um, sort of like inquisitiveness came out there. <laughs> but I think it's because we actually are both, we've both been previously pretty invested in, in sort of audio things. So I think like we just have a more of a, a personal Well, it's, it's, it's also the, the, you know, the spelling of the, because it's like, it's the buzzword, right? It's that social audio you, you mm-hmm. we've equated it to to clubhouse you know it, it's it's kind of it's like it's sucked up the the entire you know yeah i think i think throwing a lot of people over you know like yeah. that are trying to do innovative things and unfortunately clubhouse being a 
very, very slow moving, mm-hmm. you know, hype machine, um, you know, I yeah. think caused a lot of this sort of stuff to happen. Right. But I, but I like, I like John's explanation. It's like, it's more live audio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Social, like social audio is a, is a, is a different thing altogether. It's a type. That's right. That's right. As, yeah. Yeah. So different categorizations. I, I, so I, cool. I actually do think, um, the more he tightens up that that distinction, I think the better because um I, I think it does help to to create the space to 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 fill um yeah. for yourself right yeah. uh, so next week everyone uh, we do have our friend Tom Buck um, joining us which is going to be a lot of fun I hope you are ready for some puns because that's all Tom does is puns um, wait so he- wait but he's also recommending a lot of gadgets so and it's right around the holidays so greg are you looking for new gadgetry for your place is this oh, is this why you have tom on here we should make it one of our first uh commerce episodes since tom will be here he has affiliate <laughs> links we can just load up all his affiliate <laughs> links to see if we can drive some revenue from it um yeah so if you are interested in any kind of gear questions <laughs> always feel free to ask it but tom is actually a very talented uh musician and he's also a youtube creator amongst other things um he's also the spouse to heather ramirez one of our earlier guests and inspiration for a lot of the things that we talk about here as well so we're looking forward to having tom um did i even i didn't even update this slide so like um, join us november 3rd for john allen that's that's all yeah um come back on november 3rd because john allen will be here uh yeah you know i got interrupted in the middle of the process with this one um but uh yeah tom will be here next week we do have uh creative briefs on friday morning though uh so feel free to pop in for that and we will have our office hours uh and then after that we have paul backus joining us from google for creators so it's gonna be pretty exciting um, so, uh, with that, we will wrap up for today. I know we're a little bit over, but, um, it was a good conversation and we appreciate your time. So thank you all for being here with us today. Uh, Ken, I will see you on, uh, when am I going to see you on Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. All right, buddy. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah.